Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me. This is the Armand Exchange Podcast, and I am Armand. So tonight, for our very first podcast, we're going to be joined with Marquita Hunter. Her story is very inspirational and one I really wanted to start this podcast with. Why don't you tell us, what is it like moving from Seattle, Washington, and going all the way over to Austin, Texas? Austin has the reputation of being similar to Washington, which is terrible. I think it, I don't think it's quite there. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like, they, they have the reputation, exactly as you said, but they have the better parts of Seattle, which is, yeah. which is music, you know, culture, yeah. and food here is amazing. And, you know, not that Seattle yeah. doesn't have good food, but it's not the same. You know, they don't have barbecue or brisket like they do here, which <laughs> is world-changing. Um, but I think... They got their seafood. That's true. That is very true. Seafood, yeah. That, that is not very prevalent. You are you are right. There is... That, that's the niche. That's the thing that you give up. You give up seafood for brisket. Mind, <laughs> mind you, that is a trade I will make every day. Now that we kind of talked about not only what what is the difference between Seattle being a, a technical program manager since you were that in Seattle and for for large and and kind of meet SMB focused areas now you're in a SMB focused area and mm-hmm. servicing enterprise so I guess large again but do you find that not only being here in Texas but in 2020 that it means different to be a TPM, which is a technical program manager today than it was just say last year, still in Austin. Is there, is there a huge difference? That is a really tough question to answer because during the period of COVID, I mean, of course there's less face-to-face interaction. There's, um, there's still the technical work that needs to get done and needs to flow properly. And I think that there was a period of adjustment of, how technology flows. There was, because part of how things get done was people actually wheeling and dealing and, and asking and begging and I need my thing done today. And, and then, you know, whoever potentially had the loudest voice or the, the, <laughs> the biggest pain point would get their work done. But I think that during this time, it's actually given us a chance to actually look at the work from a different way and how it actually flows from person to person because we're not functionally in that same even universe where we're crowded together in an office. You know, you can't go to a bullpen of all your dev engineers and, and, and start spouting off needs and, and asking questions. So now things have to be a lot more organized. And I think that that's 2020 has forced a level of organization that we've always wanted, but never thought we had the time to implement. And I think that things have slowed down just enough for us to, you know, those those change management plans that you had, the, the plan to make a plan for a change management plan, you know, now is the time that, that companies are really investing in like, okay, so what do we do during this? And I'm not saying it's downtime for all companies. It's not, I mean, they're, obviously healthcare and restaurants and all of those different places are booming right now and building and trying to figure out how to move forward in this COVID world. Yeah. The difference is, is really people have a chance to be deliberate now 
and actually map out their flows of work. That's interesting. So it kind of feels to me like you're stating the role of the TPM is even more essential in a COVID, post-COVID mm. world. Yes. Because you have to be more deliberate about your action. Fantastic. Yes. And they need project managers and program managers to keep all mm. that organization straight to, <laughs> to, to make sure that the orchestra is still in tune because it is really... Uh, it is really telling uh, if you're in an orchestra and, uh, you know, one instrument gets really quiet while another one booms up, you can actually tell who's out of tune. And so now you can actually look and hear each of those instruments independently and together and find out that what's That makes out a lot of tune. sense. And like you say, like the TPM of 2019 and, and prior, you could be a good TPM if you were a very personable person who was charismatic in 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 face to face and was very technical as well. But COVID, post COVID, do you think that's going to change? Where you need to just be a thorough person who is able to really organize and still be technical, but maybe the charismatic side that per, that face to face doesn't doesn't apply as much. Yeah, this is the time of the introvert. So I think, that, <laughs> I think that it's actually great to be able to dial that back. Um, because, I mean, for example, I'm an introvert. Most people do not know I'm an introvert because in all of my project management and, and TPM days, it is, you know, it is, it behooves me to go and know people, talk to people, understand pain points, all of those things. And all that takes like this open communication that I have honed as a skill but that doesn't mean that that's my nature. Um, so uh, yes, it has been really nice to be able to dial that back and then just focus on the details mm -hmm. uh, of and the technology. And the real key right now is to be able to look at the large scale and the minutia to, um, I think you have to understand more like in the big mm -hmm. picture. And uh, I think that Earlier in my career, it was really a lot easier to be siloed and just focus on this group here. This is what mm -hmm. my, you know, this is, this is, these are my people right here. And I don't have to worry about anything other than that because there's, you know, other people connecting the dots. But as a TPM in a world that's COVID, you know, you really have to be more diligent about connecting the dots yourself and, and making sure that, that, um, you know, all stations are running. Would you imagine like in the TPM future, this is going to sustain, it is always going to be kind of the introvert world now going forward because we're becoming so geographically distributed where kind of the idea of office is, sounds to me like the horse and buggy. <laughs> I know, right? Doesn't it though? Like, it like you have to it get does. up and you do your nine to five in an office somewhere. Theoretically, your hours flow based on time zones now. Your, you know, your your work ebbs and flows. Um, I don't think there was ever a time that TPMs weren't needed or project managers weren't needed. Mm -hmm. It's just they were called something different. And mm -hmm. uh, I think now is our time, our spotlighted time. People keeping things organized, the glue of, of organizations. So I also imagine that like in the cloud environment, since you work in AWS and Azure, that's probably even more predominantly true 
that you need to have well-executed intention, so that intention needs to be documented and thought through thoroughly. And in a world where, you know, it's not, the, like you were saying before, the loudest person, the squeakiest will, in the, gets degrees. It's now the person with the most thoughtful, articulate yep. design and thought process gives you the ability to be a part of that. Do you say, like, the new TPM, if I was a person applying to be a project manager tomorrow mm -hmm. and wanted to get into this industry, what are some top-level non-technical skills that you would say, list maybe three or five, uh, that you would say that it, uh, a project or program manager should have? Okay, so I'm going to say, and I think most, most uh, uh, people at the PMI will say your communication skills are going to be key and, and technical and non-technical. And if you are a non-technical person to be able to speak to technical issues is going to be important. And if you are an uber technical person, then being able to, to uh, translate that into layman terms is really going to be super duper important. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. So uh, also being organized. So uh, all the, um, all the executive assistants in the world um, who are managing calendars and people and moving things around and flights and all of those things, those are the people in my humble opinion and knowing that that's where my administrative beginnings were, executive assistant, those are the people that I would be looking for because those are the people who, who can multitask, even though multitasking is proven not to be the greatest thing in the world, but they, you know, we still got to do it. Right. Uh, we want people who are, are going to be able to manage their time appropriately, work independently and make, you know, quick decisions about any <laughs> plethora of, of uh, topics in any given day. And so that person who can juggle, that's going to be, that's going to be really important for your performance um, and also flexing. Uh, and this may go back to communication style. With different people and different personality types, you have to be able to flex and meet them where they are. And that's important. Granted, this year has been a, a, a year of extremes. So people's emotions have been heightened or numbed beyond <laughs> recognition, but you have to understand uh, people. I mean, and just, how they operate and how to get the best from them, even when, you know, or, or understand that they're coasting or sometimes get out. I mean, depending on as much as we want to believe that a good manager can salvage a good employee, that's not always the case. Very true. I would imagine this varies by industry. There's many different types of technical program managers, but what are, what are some top level technical skills that if you, if you were a person wanting to get in this industry tomorrow, what would you recommend that they at least approach? Um, I would recommend they read the Phoenix project, <laughs> which, uh, which I, I've just become this uh, uh, cheerleader for this book. What you have to be able to do is connect the dots within the different uh, realms of the technical world. Um, and you should be able to differentiate the, the uh, engineers and the database managers and the, and the support folks and all of these things. Because I, I think there was definitely a time in my life where I thought that IT was just 
like if if I went to an IT person that uh, I went to a support person and I'd be like, can you fix my laptop or build a server or mm-hmm. write code? Or I thought that they all did like they like there was just a dude in an office with a computer who would just do all the stuff. Right. And that is not, not at all how it works uh, there. I mean, these are separate disciplines and, and understanding the different disciplines in the IT universe and operations uh, and, and then, you know, what they support, uh, understanding the different platforms and tools that, that we're working on. That is, that is good. Of course, every company is going to, you know, have its own set of tools that they want you to you know, work within, you know, be it Microsoft or, or um, Smartsheets and all of those like functional tools. Those are, you should have a cursory knowledge, if not an in-depth knowledge of at least one or two of those things at all times. Just keep up on mm-hmm. that. Um, because again, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to, to uh, just throw out some old school technology that I haven't used since high school and go, we still use spreadsheets that we crank with a squirrel. And, <laughs> and it's, and it, that company is out there. The one who refuses to upgrade their servers, the one, that, you know, right. So right. The, the one that's, that's patch working things together to keep them working in softwares and programs that don't integrate or speak to each other. Those companies are out there. So then understanding how things integrate is, is really important. And uh, just, you know, just keeping track of basic skills. Trend, that makes a lot of sense. Trending tools, <laughs> that's important. I think one thing that really makes you unique as an authority toward these skills that are needed is because you learned it not in an academic sense, but in a life sense. Like yeah. you were saying before, you started off as an executive assistant, which lend itself to being the best program manager, project manager candidate because of those abilities to multitask and think things through. Mm -hmm. So can you go through your journey? And I think a lot of the listeners are going to really like this because you are unique to how you grew your career. It wasn't, you know, going to some certification class or, you know, even though you have certifications, it, it wasn't exactly like follow this rubric and you'll get there. You took it one step at a time and you built a career on that. Oh, absolutely. One step at a time. And that, that first step was just doing temp work. I mean, mind you, that was after a two week stint at Safeway where I, 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 I was a horrible Safeway employee for two weeks. So I just want to tell you that that's, that's where it all began. Uh, but I actually, the bulk of my, entry-level career was working for a temp agency. And as, as, as little money as I made initially, I cannot tell you how invaluable that time was. And any young person who is like just starting off and you want to work in an office, I actually recommend temping because you get this opportunity to get like a peek into these different types of companies doing different types of things. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of gives you a level of expectation when working in an office. And, And it kind of teaches you 
you know, being on time. Whereas mm -hmm. if you work at, well, you should be on time in general, just anywhere. But, but there are other companies that being on time is not the thing, you know, clocking mm -hmm. in is, is, is not necessarily a thing, but having kind of this restricted, like, have to be here, you're going into a new environment, you're always thinking this is my first impression. So every time you go in there, you are going in there to impress, fill in the blank person, you don't even know who that is. And, and a lot of my beginning career was like right at that front desk, just, <laughs> you know, uh, greeting people as they came through the door and, and learning how to just be professional, be professionally nice. That is, that's an amazing skill to think about because it, yes. you're also selling yourself, right? You are there temporary and you're hoping to get yep. an additional month, additional week, whatever the contract is. So you're not only learning the professional skills that you need to have just to be a functioning person in a professional environment, but also the salesmanship to ensure that you get your next gig. And that's, that's very exciting because it's almost entrepreneurial in that sense. Yeah, and that was the difference between, uh, well, where I became, where I got my extroverted tendencies as an mm -hmm. introvert. I mean, it really forces you to, to really, you have to talk to a whole bunch of different people all the time. And you have to be able to take direction really quickly. So you come into a new place and it could be your working front desk. It could be your working data entry. It could be, you know, you're, you're being someone's assistant for the day, or it could be you're grinding CDs, but the, the thing is, every time you come into those environments, you have to take direction and quickly just do those things. And it's always, you know, it changes, right? I mean, right, right. So it was, it was exciting and it was mind blowing to find out early what industries like, for example, insurance, I'm never going to work in the insurance industry. I know this because I worked in the industry for <laughs> a short while making cold calls for an insurance agency. That is like, I feel, but you know, I feel for anybody making cold calls from any company now. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I almost want to listen to them, but I don't, I don't, but almost. I feel bad for him. <laughs> so what do you think was your first break into, you're like, oh, I can do this permanent or this is where I should go? Um, let's see. So I would say working for a, one of the largest coffee retailers, that was, that was a, a first, that was a, a space where, where they really encourage you to grow and they really encourage you to explore what you can do. So I was lucky enough to get into that environment in an administrative level as a coordinator. And one of the great things about this company is, again, the opportunities within the company, like uh, the community and the, the, uh, the volunteering and the, all of those different things were right there. And mentorship, which, you know, I hadn't had, you know, in my previous previous life um, and and having the opportunity to work directly with, I mean, I'm just a lowly coordinator, but having a VP as a mentor and having the white male VP experience and, and perspective was invaluable. 
And mm-hmm. I, it just so happened that I got a really decent guy who really was like invested in my well-being or, or he pretended to be really well. It, it seemed like he was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the truth because I know that you're going to have a harder row at this. So, so let me tell you, give you some insight to what the business looks like from this purview. And that was really invaluable. And it also gave me the added value of going, so what if, what if I mm-hmm. could, what if I, you know, did this thing? And then, I mean, the question, you know, then other people are asking around me. So have you thought about project management? And what you do is you coordinate these people and these things and these places and these events. And they're like, these are projects. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And do you, how, how did you get the job at, at that large uh, uh, coffee maker? Did you, did you temp there first and then start, or did you just apply and get lucky? I actually did. I did temp there and, um, mm. and, uh, and that was, it was cool, but, um, my real opportunity came from, um, there, I was actually supposed to be a temp over someone's maternity leave. And, and, uh, and then when she came back, there was opportunity in different department. And so I was able to kind of get my foot in the door and get known and then get hired. But that's wonderful. But the downside to that is I was actually hired because in a way, because they thought that I would be a a more aggressive black woman. I know it's a strange thing to to. uh, But the position that I was going into was a strategy position and the manager needed or what she thought she needed was someone aggressive to pursue her in-game goals, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was an assumption that I would be more aggressive than her other candidates. So it was this wow. downside, this kind of a, it, it's a good thing, but it's right. it's in, it's insulting in a way. I don't know. I I mean, it, it's, it was an opportunity and I appreciate it, but but really the the reasoning behind it seemed that's a little hard to swallow. It's, it's just a weird thing that I sometimes think about. Right. So you took that lemons that were thrown at you, you made some lemonade yeah. out of it <laughs> and then you got in and how did you, you said there was a mentorship program yeah. that that company ran yeah. and you took advantage of that. Absolutely. And that led you to the next steps, which is super fascinating because I know, you know, even many different, you know, companies and programs that you get in your educational experience, sometimes you're just too cool to try out and see those, take advantage of those things. And really what you're saying is you wouldn't have been here if you didn't take advantage. Yes. Oh my gosh. If you have the option or luxury or opportunity to take training in your, in the company that you are in, or always, always take those opportunities. I mean, I, uh, one of the courses that I took while I was working at that place was increasing human effectiveness. Now it was unrelated to my job, but it was related to my well-being mm-hmm. as a person and how you know 
and my mindset at the time of what could be achieved. I still refer back to that class and it's 20 some, it's been a long time. It's been, (laughs) it's been a while. Yeah. An opportunity that was presented to take this course and time management course as well. Uh, These are things that if you have the opportunity to do training in your company, do those things. Absolutely do those things. They, they will only serve you in the end. Because I think that that without increasing human effectiveness, I might have still been looking at myself as less than. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, the whole principle of the course is that so it's like you want to achieve this high level. And so you need to behave as if you're achieving that high level as opposed to still responding as if you're in this low level. So, mm-hmm. and then you convince yourself that you're there in a way. I, this is so ineloquent and <laughs> it's not, but, but it really is talking up to yourself and, mm-hmm. and then you just go there as opposed to talking down to yourself and talking to where you are. It, it makes a difference in your head, you know? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, like, I almost feel like those that old adage, like fake it till you make it. Yep. You're really telling yourself, like, I'm in the mindset of success and I'm only going to attract the things. And this is not to go all secret on everybody, uh, but but I'm trying to attract success by exuding success. And that's 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 hard, I think, in general for most people. Yes. To try to do, but if you can master that, boy, how effective are you? When people, you know, it's it's funny that. When you think about the experiences you have with people, it's not so much the content of what they say, it's the manner in which they say it mm-hmm. and the feeling that you get after you're done talking with them. Yes. And if that person is successful and feels successful and says successful things, I guess, <laughs> whatever that may mean to you, that that the you know, even if your content is lackluster, I, I would imagine that the person who leaves it says, Wow, that person was energetic, on yep. point really thinking things through. This is a wonderful and amazing person. Yes, exactly. And so I, I hope, I hope that in the, the jobs, that job and jobs since then, that I leave an impression, you know, I, I, I want to believe that, that, that taught me to try to leave that positive impression uh, with people. And, but I do find that I accept roles based on my feelings no no uh okay so i'm not money motivated but i want to ultimately work only in environments that really are functioning and healthy so um when i interview with folks i want to be completely me and i want to be uh completely honest about what i'm looking for because at the point that they hire me i don't want there to be any surprises either way. When you're looking for that place, you should be looking for a culture as well. And not just a paycheck, not just, I mean, and that actually makes a difference in your career. Because when I went to, I actually went, before I went to that retailer as a, as a uh, temp, I actually thought that they were a bunch of Stepford wives. And I really did not want to work in that environment because I thought that they were going to Mm -hmm. make me drink the coffee literally. And, you know, 
Uh, they do, by the way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love it. And I'm still addicted. But, <laughs> but um, I think that's, that's something I've learned also in, in my steps moving forward. Some of it was opportunity that people presented to me like, okay, so uh, again, my meeting you, the transition from, from the coordinator role to uh, a absolutely 360 uh, technical environment. Um, you know, I went from the warm cup of coffee to a cold shower of technology. Mm -hmm. and, and, and survived and thrived. And that in itself was an amazing journey. So, so from that experience I had with the reseller, um, I met some peers there who, you know, became solid allies. And, uh, when they moved on to the, from the company, they actually thought of me. So, um, that is another thing you cannot, the value of allies, oh my gosh, and friends, mm -hmm. it's important. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, this, this uh, former coworker thought of me because I was flexible and malleable and personable. And even though I was not ever in a real technical environment, uh, she saw that I was trainable and again, that being trainable goes back to working as a temp because all the time you have to be trained to do different things instantly mm -hmm. and you have to be able to pick up on those things and just run with them. And this was another opportunity like that where they were, you know, she took a chance to get me in front of, the, of her VP and then her VP was like, yes, I will take a chance on you and give me just, you know, a couple years and, and I can teach you how to be that, uh, an amazing release manager, program manager, project manager, and scrum master, all of that, I, which I was excited about. I mean, just absolutely excited and terrified at the same time, because again, I had never been in that sort of technical environment. And I went from coffee to internet security. Yes, yeah, that's pretty profound. That's a huge gap, not in terms <laughs> of just skills that you know you identify, but also mentality, right? Like the concept is you were coordinating and being a part of the experience that everybody kind of gets. Everybody gets the coffee mm -hmm. and the inviting nature of that. Yes. But nobody really gets the inviting nature of network security <laughs> and, and, and I mean it can be inviting right you, the idea is you're selling safety so maybe that's inviting but the the concept of you know firewalls yeah. and, and, and packets and I think just doesn't sound appealing so what with it was was it the VP saying give me some time and I will chisel you into a lean mean machine that got you to do that? Or was it the idea of tech that kind of drew you in? You know what, I, I'm a gamer. So so the idea of tech is always somewhere in the back of my brain. Uh, I didn't think that it was something I could necessarily do, but it is absolutely something that has always interests me. And mm -hmm. this is definitely not gaming. <laughs> not, you know, firewalls, 
not gaming, but still very interesting. And still, I, I do have a desire to, to be kind of well-rounded in the end, <laughs> in the end being, I guess, the end of my life, retirement, that sort of thing. I want to say that I, I have been in technology and, and I, I mean, I've, I've done the retail and the coffee and the pleasantries and I've actually done, uh, I did my stint in the medical arena, but technology, I think I had no idea that that would be where it's at for me. And Mm. I think that it's because of there's so many moving parts and it requires a lot of organization and I love puzzles and it seems like creating software and managing security and all of those things is a constant puzzle. And sometimes it looks like magic. And I wanted to be a part of that and understand that from the back end. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it is something compelling about IT in the sense that development affects every facet of our life. Yeah. And, and not only just you know, software, but hardware and everything that we do. So that skill that you learn, you know, even in something as remote as network security, I would imagine that that's 95% applicable to a gaming space. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so I guess to round this part up is what, what would you recommend and what kind of guidance would you give a future Marquita? I think that taking risks is important, especially in your young life and learning as much as you can in every environment you go to and learning people uh, because, well, obviously the common denominator for any environment is going to be people and personality shifts and learning how to be diplomatic and um truthful and transparent is an is an art form and a skill and working with different and difficult sometimes personalities can make or break a team but try early i i think i i i think that there were times where i didn't understand what i could do and where i could go because Temp Marquita and coordinator Marquita did not quite see the big picture, did not have a plan for for Mm -hmm. TPM, did not have even a vision. And looking back, I'm like, why didn't I have that vision? And I don't, I mean, and why didn't I think that I was able? And part of that is cultural. Part of that is, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are in a space and you're making money or whatever, and you just can be safe in that space and in that environment. Um, and you get comfortable and you stay, but being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. Um, taking risks is not a bad thing. Um, believing in yourself is not a bad thing. I think that nowadays people have probably more confidence and skills, but <laughs> still, I guess that maybe that's, that's a good thing. Um, that is a good thing. I, I think you're a hundred percent spot on, <laughs> you know, the, the, the things that I regret most are not the things that I actually attempted to do. They're the things I didn't do. And I, and I know that that's a Hallmark card somewhere, <laughs> I would imagine. But I think that's so true. Everything that you just said, you know, if you, if you come into an experience and you feel yourself less than, 
that's okay. That's temporary. That's a temporary state of being. Yes. It will change. And you will be more than if you just keep at it. Yes. And I think your career is a testament to that. And, and you went from, you know, wildly different sectors of business and somehow you found how to connect them all together and build the skill that led you to where you are today. And I will tell you when, whatever level you're at, there's always room to reach back and grab somebody and say, Hey, do you know that I was able to do this thing through this thing? And, Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, you go further, you still continue to reach back and give somebody a hand because, uh, you think you don't know enough or you don't think you, you, I, I realized that, that even at the point that I was a coordinator, I knew things that from being a, a temp, right? So I knew about the flexibility of, 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 you know, being able to be malleable in any workplace. I knew these things. I knew about being on time and putting together a professional front and all of those things that I just took for granted that everybody knew those things, but it's not the case. So if you can help somebody, you know, wherever you're at, reach back and, and seriously, you know, just try to reach people and, and give them a leg up if you can. That makes so much sense because if you think about, how you got to where you are, it's that leg up. It's that yes. it's inconsequential to that VP, right? Yes. It didn't mean anything to him, but him being honest, him being open, yeah. and being a part of that program changed your course direction. Absolutely. And that's that's I can't think of anything better to leave that on in something in such an aspirational note. If somebody wanted to grow into your network and get to grow with you, I would imagine they could find you on LinkedIn at Marquita Hunter in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Is there any other things that you wanted to drop if somebody wanted to connect with you and maybe talk about, you know, how they could grow a, a cultural, a diverse, inclusive, you know, group in their company and they wanted to reach out and see how it's been done before? Can they reach out to you through other means? Um, wow. I, <laughs> it's funny. I never think about that. I'm out there. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh uh, I guess uh, just Marquita Hunter. And if you need to get out and reach out to her, then please connect to Armand Exchange. But thank you so much <laughs> for spending your time with me and everybody else. And I would imagine that this is one of many times we're going to be meeting together. Awesome. I look forward to it. This is really great. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Armand.